Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let me record. Fuck yeah. All right. There we go. That's, that's all I needed. We can start it now. I suddenly got so nervous. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Oh, we didn't tell you the rules. So, oh, yeah. we, uh, you can swear. We don't, uh, you know, oh, we, we don't cut out cussing. Um, if you, if there's anything that you said and you'd like to just try to say it again, just, just say it again. It can be cut out later. All right. Um, I do the editing, so yeah. sweet. No worries. I think, that's, I think that's about the only two rules. Have fun. Be comfortable. Cool. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I got this. I've I've spent some time in the studio. They they I have a nickname OTT. You know, what I'm saying one take Tony. So we're gonna slide uh, right through this. Fuck yeah, the editing that. to a minimum. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. I, you you uh, I forgot you used to do music too. A little bit. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for joining the Ono Disc Golf Podcast. It's uh, me, Eric. We got Kyle. And we got our friend Anthony from Happy with Par Disc Golf. How's it going, Anthony? Hey, I'm doing very well and excited to be chit-chatting with you dudes this evening. Me? Dude, so Me excited too. to We're excited. It's <laughs> a long did. time coming. Right. Had I'm to cancel a couple times. Had to cancel it a couple times due to technical difficulties on our end, but better oh, late than fault. never, yeah. as the old sayings go. Health is wealth, baby. You gotta keep that, yeah. keep your uh, immune system strong. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! So happy with part disc golf. Tell us a yes. little bit about how. Oh. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about how how happy with part started. But first, I want to say, you guys really just have great radio voices. Like that's another thing that I take away. That's my um, my opening compliment. Is well, you guys you. got great, great radio voices, great anyway. radio faces, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, visual radio is the definitely going to be the new hot thing. They're installing all these giant screens in the in the cars, right? Just start, yeah, watching, it, they're just watch projecting it with all the what? self-driving cars. They're just going to start projecting it onto the windshield, uh, right? That'd be kind of sick. I'm into it. <laughs> I don't want to try. Sick. Yeah, I don't want to try anymore. Convenience is king. Let me just <laughs> let me just relax. Like, right? Let the car do the work for <laughs> me. Let me get a disc that just goes into the basket. Let me, I don't want to try this anyway. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I don't, think is, I don't think anybody started with a compliment. That's that's very nice of you. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's usually like, hurry up, dumbass. Get over yeah, it. Like, Shut over. the fuck up, Kyle. <laughs> well, then you're going to give me a compliment back. You just like evened out our compliments. I don't even have the one up anymore. Fucking <laughs> even playing field. Here we go. Oh, that's fuck, what we want. It, Kyle. Yep. <laughs> All right. Happy with part disc golf. How'd you start the name? 
who you know? Do you, do you go through other names? Is there other names that you've got to before? Nah, nah, there wasn't other names. It was just happy with par from the jump. I didn't really plan on um, making it like a brand at the beginning. Really, just when I got super into disc golf and it was kind of taking up all my free time, I started posting way just a lot of disc golf stuff to my Instagram. <laughs> and uh, I guess at the time, my Instagram was, you know, a mix of like records because I collect records and I'm into music and, you know, like family pictures and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it was just like all disc golf and all everybody <laughs> right. who I was kind of friends with on there is like, just kind of like, what the hell? And yeah, so I just started a separate Instagram page originally and I called it happy with bar because that was kind of like the little mantra that I was rocking at the time. Um, yeah, just uh, as just I was, in you your know, head. Yeah, yeah, as I was, I think, you know, it's probably something that a lot of people say and have said, but, you know, one day I said it and, and it kind of was like a sarcastic thing at first where, you know, I missed right. a birdie putt or whatever and I'm tapping in and I'm like, you know, I ruined the star frame or whatever. And it's like, well, it's fine because I'm happy with bar, you know, right. yeah. and kind of walk sure. on it. And it became this sort of joke at first, but then, um, yeah, a mix of spending all my time playing disc golf and having sort of a little bit of an artistic background, I guess I really wanted to get into just kind of creating something just sort of get, you know, I needed a creative outlet. And so I started making um, merchandise and shirts and hats and stuff for my local disc golf community. Um, and then that didn't feel like enough. I felt like I really wanted to put my spin on it. And so why not do, you know, I'm, I'm already doing this Instagram thing. So I, drew up the little walking basket and it looked way less cool. I uh, sent it to a friend of mine who is a, an artist and musician and told him kind of what I was going for. And he made this. And when it came back, I was just like, Oh shit. Like I need to, I need to make this, everybody needs to see this. And that's when <laughs> I started kind of taking it a little bit more seriously because like, as soon as I posted the logo for the first time, I was like, cool this is my blog happy with par right. and people yeah. were like dude sick logo you should make shirts you should i was like oh, i should and next thing you know it just kind of oh oh yeah yeah it just kind of took the, off to just the viewers it, it, i just brought my dog into the frame sorry <laughs> he she but, uh he, they, he his name yeah his name's taco what up He's taco my, my little old guy he just had all of, a bunch of his teeth removed, so he's doing amazing. Right. Nice. That's a bummer. Getting teeth, getting all your teeth removed would definitely suck. Eh, he doesn't seem to mind. He likes it. <laughs> it's a lot okay. better than having a bunch of fucking rotting teeth. <laughs> true, true. Uh, but sorry to sidetrack. Uh, no. I love love the fucking story. It seems really like natural and like an easy progression into just like having this obsession and like all of this fucking content that you're just you're just doing it anyway like it's the best content you can have is just this natural uh shit that people will love uh and yeah the fucking logo is tight dude i fucking love it <laughs> like uh i don't know if i'm gonna post a video of it but if you can like hold it up to the camera just a little bit more might as well fucking do it fuck yeah oh yeah beautiful shit it is sick dude thank you man yeah yeah, you know, you um, 
you know, kind of mentioning you're doing it, you do it anyway or whatever, you know, that was yeah. something that kind of didn't really click for me for a little bit. Um, just kind of realizing like when I'm going out and playing rounds, like every once in a while, I'll try to take a couple of videos and I don't post them every day. Like that's another thing. People are like, bro, you play all the time. And I'm like, stagger your content dumbass like right. <laughs> you take a bunch of videos one day like just drop a couple clips throughout the week i mean it's like a seven second video but um yeah like it's funny because it definitely i'm better now i got a couple buddies who are cool with it too where it's like yo let's go play a content round kind of and it's like yeah we're all the time i'm playing except for like when i'm actually playing a tournament I mean, it's a casual round, but I don't really do field work. I don't really practice. Like my practice yep. is like playing around. Mm -hmm. So, and we also carry tags all the time. So every round, every practice round, every casual round yeah. is also competitive, right? Always. So it was just really easy to get in my head about that shit. Um, just getting wrapped up in, you know, wanting to do what I think I'm capable of every time as if that's realistic. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, like that's I was, the goal. I, was, I mean, it is, is but it's, it's so fucking impossible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I had a takeaway I was thinking about today because, like I said, I'm, dude, I'm a head case. I'll just be, I'm very open about that. I mean, this whole happy with par thing has really been interesting because I've, all my friends and, and a lot of people throughout my life will tell you that I'm like a very, extroverted outgoing funny cool da, 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 right handsome it's like but <laughs> um you know, you're so humble the... <laughs> <laughs> you're like the... more humble than a, i've ever heard a person be it's amazing <laughs> i i also you know i love this because i do get to be i do get to kind of slip into a character and I don't know, not even to say a character because it's if, you, but you know, it's 10%, this is me. This is very authentic. Yeah, but I, but I get to turn it up. Yeah. The thing, uh, the thing about it too for me is like, and disc golf is what brought this out, and like kind of starting this brand is really what brought this out. Um, you know, when when my band kind of broke up, that was my like creative outlet. And you know, some people really need it. And I realized that I was really somebody who needed it. When my band broke up, and then when COVID hit, there was just this lull where I really just started to kind of feel like um, the combination of probably consuming way too much social media and all that downtime too made me start to be like, just really get sick of like people's opinion, just people talking, just everybody having an opinion on something. And, and some of this might sound, uh, I can't think of the exact word right now, but basically just like a jerk, like kind of cold and everything. And it yeah. was, cause I was, I was kind of getting there pretentious and I, I felt the exact same way though yeah and i got to a you point a where lot. i you said you'd feel that way a lot yeah i think a time. lot of people a lot of people uh, yeah it's like I, I, sometimes well, like I, it's like you take a video it's like i don't even i i know i should post this post this right but like i might just keep it for me I, like <laughs> fuck everybody else like yeah i, I don't well, know I really don't like to feel that way i genuinely don't and i i recognize that in myself and i didn't really I don't know. I didn't really know how to get out of that funk sort of. But one thing that I realized is like when I kind of started playing disc golf and really just meeting more people and hanging out with people who I didn't really know and making those friends and also putting yourself in that competitive 
sort of zone where like I didn't even realize how much I kind of missed being like competitive. But um, it really kind of reawakened, I don't know, the confidence to talk and put my creative, my creations out there and stuff. And so although it's, um, I'm trying to think of exactly how I was getting into this, but all of the, you know, the outgoing, that's what I was saying, you know, people would tell you that I was outgoing and stuff, but mm-hmm. flip side of that frame is like, I wasn't feeling that way for a long time and getting back to, you know, that sort of creative part of myself through the, the vessel of disc golf, you know, is really powerful for me as cheesy as it sounds. I mean, it really was, it, it uh, gives me something to do and think about and, you know, a little world in my head when you're caught in traffic, instead of being pissed about being caught in traffic, I'm like, sick. Yeah. I can't wait to get that artwork idea out. You know what I mean? And it's just like easier to be happy when you got something to aim for. And that's what this whole thing is about. I love it. Uh, I have questions. What instrument did you play? Mm. Or like, did you sing? Sorry. Yeah, I never really played anything. I, I I can keep a beat on the drums, you know. I, I can keep a couple beats on the drums. I love messing around with synths and stuff, but I was always the front man, and I was a rapper for a minute. I put out a couple mixtapes. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty I don't. This is our probably our first rapist on the show. Rapist, please don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's from Canada is going to pronounce it different. It's going to be bad. Boy. I know, dude. I'm just- <laughs> It's my favorite wave. <laughs> uh, oh, you got that's me awesome. good. Uh, you what got type good. of uh, band was it? Like, uh, uh, just, um, just wondering. Sorry. Yeah, we were called Plague Bubonica. It was uh, it was very sophisticated, right? Because we could have just been called the Bubonic Plague, but we went with the Latin derivative Plague Bubonica. Yeah, right? that's like that's that's uh, some deep shit. <laughs> it was uh, it was me and when I moved from Baltimore up to this kind of boonie town uh i didn't i linked up with this one guy at the lunch table because he carried his acoustic guitar for for guitar class mm-hmm. and he would play guitar and i would improv songs making fun of our friends at the lunch table and it just became this big hit that we all love um so me and him started a band in high school called the bubonic plague we named it that because we were like in his parents computer room recording on like microsoft voice and it would just do 60 second clips so we would right. line up a bunch of them and just oh, okay <laughs> but uh <laughs> we like pulled an encyclopedia off of the thing and like opened it up and boom the band's called the bubonic plague oh shit and that's then, how you did it <laughs> and that's then, awesome so, years later we didn't take it seriously at all like it was like i said it was literally songs about like just making fun of our friends and stuff. But years later, we got back together and we were like, well, this, it's more sophisticated. So we're playing with Monica. And it was like, <laughs> it was basically like kind of, you know, like punk rock, but it was kind of surfy, kind of had like some, you know, some little Dick Dale vibe. Little, but oh, I was definitely, is it, is it on the internet? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plague with Monica. Bandcamp.com. Plug it, plug it, yeah, up. plug it. Good, good yeah, plug, cool. plug. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun stuff. How old are you? Just turned thirty six. Oh, okay, cool. So yeah. you got a little bit on me, a little bit on Eric too. Yeah, I'm getting up there. I feel young now. Feel Fuck dry. Yeah. It's all in your mind, dude. <laughs> My other best friend 80? is a mid mid fifties guy. So like, dude, you're good. 
You know, I, I think like being in sort of the, I was a machine operator for a long time too. And when you're in the workforce like that, like working with people of all different ages, you, you really do come to a point where you're like, nah, this is cool. Like this 55 year old guy, I want to hang out with him. Like I'm going to learn the best from this dude. He's got the best story. Yeah. (laughs) He's already done most of the shit. (laughs) Yeah. Eric was going to be like, age is nothing but a number. I think. And yep. What you dog? <laughs> you're you're only as old as you feel. Something like that. Yeah. I feel good. I just have the. I feel old. <laughs> uh, um, sorry, my mom just called me. She good. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She just wanted to check. It's it's all good. <laughs> she wanted to check in on Taco. How that dog's now? That's it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, I think that's all my random questions for now, Eric. Okay. Well, so, I'm, I have to, oh. I have to, re- I have to make it a point to reel myself in. So I'm gonna when take I you stop talking. Hit me. Oh, dude, we don't good. have to get through all these questions. This is just to make sure that we don't run out of things to talk about. Okay. <laughs> and it's honestly, we go back to the list more for people like where it's like, ah, you're not a stoner, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> You don't know how to run on (laughs) and on and on. Can't just talk for tangents for like. Um, I can definitely talk. I get I get excited about it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, but that's like my favorite people to have on is people who are like genuinely fucking so passionate about whatever the fuck they're doing. Like, uh, passion is is really important. I. To us, at, at least, as as me, as in particular, as an interviewer. So, uh, yeah, uh, fuck yeah. How did you so guys get into years. doing the podcast thing? Were you like interviewing people before, or you just liked the disc golf so much and wanted to talk about it together? Were you? Do you? I, I know you've interviewed a couple people, but it seems like there's a lot more podcasts on your list. That's just you guys. That's true. Uh, uh, Eric, do I take that one? Yeah, it's been it's been kind of on and off. Uh, we had plans to to kind of interview more last year, um, but just yeah, I don't know, life plans and just we just hard to sometimes hard to work a schedule through and then schedule with people on top of that. Oh no! Um, doubt. But we just we just started the podcast because Kyle moved out to Colorado and we wanted we were like talking about disc golf every day on the phone anyway, so Aww. we just sat down and recorded. So dude, that's fresh. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, yeah, it was boys. literally like we should record this shit because like we were making each other laugh. Like that was yeah. like the whole goal. So I don't that's know. That's cool. I figured people might enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy it. I think it's awesome. Cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, and like it, it's different. Like it feels different interviewing versus like just us bullshitting too. Mm-hmm. So like they, they both have their nice qualities. I don't feel like. I don't feel like it would be good to like say we would only ever do one because like they both have their, yeah, they're, they're both fun. Agreed. Um, yeah. Other, like, <laughs> otherwise, we, like I don't know. I just want to like make friends. Like that's literally by like doing all these interviews. It's just like eh, I like people. I want to make <laughs> more friends. I I feel like I would be friends with pretty much anybody who's been on the show so far if we didn't like live super far away. So yeah, that's cool, man. That's what's up. 
That's, that's you know, something that I, that's another thing that I've, I guess, um, I'm going back to the thought of like starting the Instagram and how, you know, I, I think a couple of people have kind of questioned, like, this is your brand or something. I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, oh, well, it's just like a lot of posts of you and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It is. And part of that that's is the brand. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like two sides <laughs> of that. Like part of it is, I guess part of it is kind of fear because, well, I don't know. It's weird to frame it that way, but I truly believe that with this logo and with the other art ideas that I have and my passion and I think my ability to connect with people because this is really authentic. Like that's what I've tried to be very intentional about the whole time is like making sure that it's absolutely fun, like take fun seriously and like keep it really authentic. Like to the point, like I've never paid for like to boost a post and stuff like that. Like it's just, you know, I, I try to do like some giveaways and stuff, but it's just all been really authentic. And I've kind of felt like if I, I could get to a point where this shit could blow up because I really do think that this logo is fire. And, you know, if I hit the right marketing avenues, but like, dude, what if it blows up and I'm not prepared for it? Like, I don't want (laughs) to screw myself. So, but also I do want to be to have my face in it because this is really like a like I said like I want it to be like kind of like a journey I want to create like a community I want to make friends I want to meet more people that tell me like yo what you write on the shirt should have been a birdie but it could have been a bogey you know when you write that like I think about that a lot I did um, an interview with Maria Leva who's like one of my favorite disc golfers because Mm -hmm. She's dope. She's got cool style. She's fun as hell to watch. Her putting is just so smooth. Her backhand drive is like she gets distance and it's smooth as hell. And I'm like, I look up to her a lot as a disc golfer. And then I talked to her and she told me, yeah, I think about like happy with par a lot. I think about the, like the slogan. I had sent her like a package and stuff one time when she told me that I was like, damn that's cool and like a lot of other people have told me that and if if that's the way that i can connect like with people and and also if it's encouraging them and helping people have a little bit more fun and helping people kind of take it easier on themselves like that's what i want to do i want to connect i want to do i knew i wanted to do interviews and talk about mental health stuff from like the jump and then i randomly messaged i think it was maria first and she said yes, and I was like, "Oh shit, she, they will? They'll talk to me?" Right. And then oh, yeah. you know, and then I just did it again. I'm like Chandler Fry, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll do that." And I'm like, "Oh shit, this is cool. I can do this then." Right. And it was weird at first, but that's what I w- I want people to to just you know see the connection there, see that like the people that we look up to on the disc golf course go through the same mental things that we do yeah, on the disc sure. golf course. They're um, just people too. It's crazy. I beat the by one stroke and <laughs> I don't know if I'll get it back because he's sort of local, but Kevin Gleason, who's like the latitude 64 captain, super cool guy. I beat him by a stroke today. I beat him by a Ooh. stroke today in the tournament. <laughs> I'm yeah. only playing MA one. And like, I don't, he would, he would whip my ass any day probably, but like I got him today because right. it, any day you could do it, you know, any right. day. 
it could be your day or or not. Um, I don't know, <laughs> but it, yeah, this got wanna, special I'll, like that. It's really, it really is. It is. I love how huge it is, but at the same time, very, very small to where like people are still very approachable. Uh, except for like, like a, big, bigger stars, I guess. But do you guys have a tight knit disc golf community where you are, or in your separate locations? <laughs> Eric, go ahead. Mine is mine's super tight. I, I live in a really, really small rural town, so like my local leagues is pretty much uh, ran by me, and uh, I pretty much I, I could see like anyone on the course, and I could tell you who it was just by seeing like their bag and yeah. like what they <laughs> look like from from all the way across the course. And then on the other side of me is it's still a very tight knit thing, but it's kind of broken up into like not broken up but it's like it's a lot of like two clicks so there's like two local local uh shops um that kind of have sponsored you know the local players and while the the individual players don't necessarily not like each other it's the like the owners don't like each other so like tournaments are really weird because they plan them for the same weekend one on a saturday one yeah. on a sunday and so then it never get a full tournament and it's like oh my god if you guys could just like whatever whatever your pissing contest yeah yeah Yeah. let everything slide you guys could just it would be so much better for everyone so yeah sounds like the fucking cold war (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) it's very it's very it's a very sassy it's a very sassy thing to have going down but i can see it yeah Mm -hmm. i can see it i mean there's enough room for everyone absolutely what about you kyle Uh, what's it like in southeast denver so Denver has a pretty huge disc golf scene. Um, there's multiple shops. Uh, there's a disc golf. Uh, we have like uh, another round. So like there's a disc golf bar shop mm-hmm. thing. Uh, uh, the main one. Oh, fuck my brain, dude. is terrible. There's the Foothill Flyers. There's Mile High. Fuck. Uh, dragon, dragon like tags. Dragon Thank dip. you, Eric. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck. That's the only one. My I know. man was That's in a conundrum. Yeah, my brain sucks. It <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot. <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, but dragons. So there's like uh, anywhere between like five and eight hundred in that one, and like probably the same for the other one. So. Uh, and then we have just like multiple of some of the best mountain courses uh, in the world. So uh, within like a pretty easy drive for me. So I'm in a pretty good spot. Nice. So it's really quite nice. <laughs> I think that is, you know, what makes this what's special about disc golf and, and makes it feel small while it's huge. You know? Dude, right. It's it's your community. If you have a cool community um then yeah it it can feel very tight-knit even though it is growing to be i mean it's disc golf's going to be in the olympics right i don't know about that or or something something yeah but yeah yeah it's getting fucking huge it really is man and 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 there's something to be said for it like i mean the way that we get that i get this passionate and you the video that's going viral of philo from the dgpt like on tour series or whatever where he's talking about it's a way of life that parallels that's really how a lot of people feel about it and i think it's because it's 
you know, that tight knit community aspect, the fact that humans, we fucking need nature, we need to be outside. And right. when you start playing disc golf, you start spending a lot more time out there. And there's something really primal and biological going on, if that's the right word, I might, I'm not the smartest guy. Um, but then also, you know, I think it's like that, you're not on a team, it's you. And even though you're, you could like pit yourself against other players, like, they're not playing defense on you. Like they're not the, you didn't play against an awesome defense. You just played a tough course or whatever. So there's this really internal, like disciplined, if you can, if you can like harness that, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think there's a lot of things that did you skateboard that, too? I did. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. It's so you the, get it. The only thing that, <laughs> it's that feels like that close. Yeah. That I've Eric ever and I both skated too, so it's uh, we both transitioned into disc golf as like <laughs> that being oh, our you know uh, soul. Too afraid to break bones thing. now, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like no I can't can't break a bone and continue working as much. So yeah, no doubt. Um, like I might roll my ankle jump putting now, but right, exactly. That's about it. <laughs> I'll walk it off. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, really no, quickly. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eric. I was going to say really quickly before we get away from it, what is your local scene like? What's your, you know, like how close oh, yeah. knit? And... Yeah. Um, so really my local scene is why I started playing disc golf. I, um, right. um, so I live, like I said, right down the street from Delaware. So there's Delaware disc golf, which has been going on since I'm pretty sure the mid late eighties, <clears throat> um, super strong through the nineties, two thousands, I mean, if uh, you watch disc golf in the past couple of years, Iron Hill is like was one of the big national tour yeah. stops. So pretty huge community um, in Delaware. Very, very tight knit. They do a lot of great things. Um, and then on the other side of me is a smaller like county, Hartford County. And this is Maryland. And they've got a disc golf scene and they've got like two 18 hole courses and like a nine hole. So it's not like huge, but they do a lot. They're very, very active. And then where I am, I have a buddy who we started working together like 15 years ago. We used to go, him, I, and, and another guy, we used to do camping trips where we would go camping for a couple of days and just party down basically and party down in the woods and ride bikes on trails and life was really interesting and then he would always try to take me to play disc golf at one of these state park courses and i fucking hated it i hated it so bad because where it's summertime at a disc golf course i'm a little bit fucked up it's bugs i'm walking it's humid here and I couldn't keep the disc on the fairway. So it was miserable to me. I didn't see the allure at all. I fucking hated it. Um, and then we get back home and this one day he hits me up and he's like, bro, can you help me out over at Calvert park? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we go over there. Long story long. Um, got a six pack, go out into the woods with a six pack and a box of those like little hazard flags. And he's like, stand right here. So I'm just standing there with a flag and a beer and he disappears and, He's like, yo, bro. And I'm like, he's like, can you see me? And I'm like, yeah. Backs up a little bit more. He's like, can you see me now? I'm like, yeah. He's like, stick the flag in the ground. So I'm building a disc golf course with him or 
not really, but I'm helping him scout out this disc golf course. <laughs> and I had no, I no clue. Like, what I'm doing. Yeah, no, no idea, idea what's going on. But I'm literally me. like, I'm like kind of pissed off. I'm like, dude brought me out here. He's just got me in the fucking cold woods because like best time to, now I get it. Best time to groom a fairway is in winter, right? right. But I'm just mm-hmm. freezing like, the fuck, man? I thought we were going to hang out. Um, <laughs> so that went on for, he did that for, a couple months like just planning that shit and anyway at the end of the day he got an 18 hole put in at like a court at like a local park that was only like 10 15 minutes from me it was a pretty big deal and when i saw how all these people showed up i was like i didn't know that people disc golfed around here because i right. didn't go to delaware courses so i was like holy shit there are tons of people out here and all of my all my homies like I've never been one to really have a lot of friends, but sort of through like a couple buddies, right? There's these extended friend groups and you show up on a disc golf course. And like you said, Eric, all of a sudden, you know, 35 guys now. And it's kind of funny too. Cause it's like, I'll tell them to their faces, like, bro, I wouldn't have, you can't come to my house, but like, I'll play disc golf with you any day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. I just saw how I got kind of jealous of all the bromance. And I was like, I need to figure this out, dude. I need to play disc golf and I want to hang out with these guys. And I want to, and once it bit me, I've just been hooked. So since then, that was in 2018, I think. And I didn't play disc golf at all and, except for those camping trips. Um, uh, since then, we put in five 18 hole courses and one nine hole at a local high school. So in like five years and one of our courses, we brought a uh, Brantwood skins match. So we brought gatekeeper media and photo in the skins match with James Conrad, Nathan queen, Ricky Wysocki and Matty O. And like, that was a huge deal. So my disc golf scene is super tight knit. I mean, it's why I got so into it so fast because, like, I just saw how much was happening. I was like, yeah, I want to be involved. I want to do something good. Like I said, I, right. I think I always want to be able to put help something, do something good. And I just saw a lot of good to be done. And it was a big day for me, too, when I, like, realized that we weren't just, like, throwing plastic at trees it was there was like a whole sport around it and there was like people who were professionals at it that that was like for me that was like wait this is like a thing people people do this like uh, that was that was mind-blowing for me for like a whole second uh so and i uh so i showed up to iron hill in like 2018 when i'm first you know starting to get turned on to it but before i'm really playing or no it wasn't it wasn't even 2018 it was 2019 um it's like when I'm first starting to get turned on, right? And yeah, I'm getting to watch like the Michael Jordan of our of this sport, like the best mm-hmm. of the best is out there right in front of us, which that was also something really cool because no doubt I've always been, you know, I, I like to fan out, you know, skate. Yeah. I had a you know favorite skateboarder for sure. And, yeah. you know, definitely had, I was a Miami Dolphins fan because of, Dan Marino and Ace Ventura and I love you know what I mean so it was cool to be able to see to be that close to the to the sport like you're kind of saying realizing it was a bigger thing and then to be that close to it I thought was 
super cool too. You couldn't do that super cool in the NBA or something. No, like <laughs> yeah, the comparable is insane. It, like going uh the first thing that i experienced like a professional in disc golf too was at 303 and watching like eagle throw like 650 feet was just like boom, like my yeah. mind just like exploded in yeah. million pieces um i'm sure that it was that moment like when you're watching fucking maddie and those fucking guys play too it's just like holy shit this is a different yeah. level yeah, it was nuts. It was funny, like when they played that court. It, that course is an old ball golf course that um, they like went bankrupt. The state owned it for a while, and they donated it to Cecil County Parks and Rec. My buddy, okay. who got the first course started, basically got aerial view photos, built this yeah. course in his mind, and was like, "Come on, let's do it again." You see how the other one? And they were like, "Okay." So that one's like a pretty bit. It's a ball golf course. It's it's pretty long. Yeah, and every not everybody but a lot of people in our community are like damn and i am too i'm like yeah it's a fucking long course like it'll wear you out it'll really get you exhausted i don't have a huge arm when those guys played it like the first thing my boy was like shit we gotta make brantwood longer and everybody was like fuck (laughs) (laughs) we don't want to make it longer we're like dude if they shredded it like that we gotta make it longer right (laughs) so yeah it was one of those perspective moments where but i don't know it's impressive too man like it makes you want to play to that level because you know it's there. Like, yeah, he's done it. He doesn't and look much body, different than me. And if body types like Calvin and Eagle can, I mean, they're not super muscular guys. Like, don't get me wrong, they're athletic as hell, but like, are they like the strongest dudes? Like, nah, but you don't have to be. Right. And, uh, you know, flip side of the coin, like, there's some, there's some, there's a dude in a wheelchair that throws amazing shots on Instagram. There's like some heavy set guys, you know, there's like, it's just, and you can do, if you got an arm, you could throw a disc. And I mean, it's look just, at, look at squint from uh, uh sandlot. He's out there throwing discs. <laughs> Is he? Is that a real thing? Oh, Emerson. Emerson Keith looks like squints. Oh, I think squints. Right. He does. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought they were, you know, it was a <laughs> viral video or something. They had your boy out he there. He might squints. be. Who knows? He might be. He should. <laughs> In some like true religion jeans and some yeah. Jordan, bedazzled Jordans or something, all bedazzled Hollywood. Jordans. He would. Squint would. <laughs> Emerson Keith, I got a, a funny story about him. He's uh, cool as hell. I met him for like two minutes. Um, when we were at Iron Hill, there's this like, uh, there's this road, what do you call it? Like a hazard, not a hazard. It's like this fucking road that the parks use to like drive in the fucking park or whatever. Like a service you know, road. We got you. Yeah, we got service you. road. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this, uh, <laughs> yeah. so there's this service road that runs back there. And when they would have like the big tournaments, we would pull drive back on that service road. And you kind of sit right on the edge and you got like the T of hole 15 is right here. And I think like hole 13 is right here or something. So you get to watch hole 12. You get to watch like a couple different holes all at once. So you see a lot of pros moving through and everything. So it's kind of like a little party setup, you know, we have a bunch of tables and everything out. <clears throat> and like, while the cards walking through, I think it was like Paul Uliberry and Colton Montgomery. And I might be making, make, I might be totally wrong. Anyway, Emerson Keith like comes by and he sees this 
table that we have with like all these snacks and sandwiches and shit laid out and he's like uh, <laughs> like in the middle of like somebody's like lining up a putt and shit and he's like are are these for the players and we're like <laughs> We're like, yeah, man, you want something to come on over? So That's he like funny. drops his bag and he runs off of the course real quick. And like whoever's getting ready to putt is like, like this motherfucker. Like, you know? it. Come on, dude. And he comes <laughs> over and he's like, so what do you got here? We're like, oh, we got like bologna and cheese and ham and cheese. And he's like, oh man, this is cool. And he takes a sandwich and you know, kind of like chit chats. I think he signs a disc and he like walks back to his bag, just like eating a bologna and cheese sandwich and that's the end of that story, right. but no. But if you ever want to be friends with Emerson Keith, have bring sandwich. a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like yeah. A, that's awesome. I do a story. It was cool. Like, it was cool. I fucking love that. That's how. That's how you capture an Emerson Keith. You just uh... yeah, with like a box and like a stick yeah. and like a string, yep. so you can yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just put the sandwich under the box. Yep. Just reel that bl- just fish him in there, just reel him on in there. Put oh, a little, yeah. little Italian, little cold cut on a hook. <laughs> get, your boy, get your boy. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Um, you want to touch about being a Clash ambassador? Congratulations, first of all. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, thank you. That, that is you? Uh, the, one of the coolest things that's ever happened. I get to be a Clash ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, but seriously, you know, when you go back to the skateboarding thing, like yeah. when I was, uh, you know, young teen, hot into the skateboarding scene, like the coolest thing that could happen is you would get sponsored by something, by like yeah. a local skate shop or something like that, right? Uh-huh. And I was Anyone. never... <laughs> Somebody's yeah, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like my dad's got a like, yeah. You know, I got a yeah. I got sponsored by Art Vanderlei, import exporter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it would just be you know it was definitely always. I just thought it'd be so sick to be able to be sponsored by something when I was younger. Definitely wasn't something I really considered or thought about, like starting to do, play disc golf. Um, but yeah, I I did a. Uh, Clash did an Instagram giveaway for contest. It was like, name our new driver. Um, that's how they came up with the wild honey. That was not my guess. My guess was, or my, uh, my offer rather, my yeah. suggestion was uh, the <laughs> almond. I thought the almond would be pretty cool. I like and, that. Uh, so, so they didn't pick the almond, but they DM'd me and were like, hey, we, we think that was a you know, still cool idea. So we want to send you a little something. And at the time... Once they sent me, once they said that to me, I was like, "Oh, that, that's really cool that they're gonna hook me up." And I had already bought a mango, so I just started posting the mango on fucking Instagram, you know, whatever. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's what everybody does; they just promote their whatever they're using. So I was like, I thought they were really nice that they were gonna send me some free shit. So I was like, "Yo, check out this mango that I just bought." Started throwing that. I ended up getting this box in the mail from them with like a stack of discs. And at the time, you couldn't like buy any of their stuff anywhere, so. I thought that was extra cool. Right. Um, I've also just been super into the idea of like big in Japan. You know what I mean? If you've ever sort of heard that. Uh, yeah. You know, well, in a band and everything, it's kind of cool. Right. Like if you're super famous in another country, but everybody yeah. thinks you're just like a working Joe, like big in Japan. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, I, I thought <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I thought there was, there was this cool, like allure to the fact that they're like, 
this Finnish company that nobody else is really, um, I don't know, fucking with, but I was just genuinely super interested in, in their branding. I thought that the aesthetic was really clean. I thought the idea of like the snack names was funny and cool and their plastic is really the shit. Like a lot of people compare it to Castaplast. Have you ever thrown any Castaplast stuff? Yeah, that's um, what I've heard about it. I've never thrown any Castaplast, but I say that because I know a lot more people have thrown that than they've thrown Clash. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so um, I just kind of figured, you know, once they sent me that, that round of discs, like this is so nice. I was, I was smitten um, and I actually liked them all. So I just, was you know posting them a lot and and giving a lot of feedback and they would always read my messages and they would never answer me and <laughs> i didn't know why i sort of chalked it up to maybe you know the language barrier and then like a couple months later another package would come with a bunch more discs and i, I would never know and it was just really cool and fun and so i just kept posting their shit and because i genuinely like it uh, it's easy. It's the molds are easy to get used to. They're, they're stuff that everybody needs to throw. Um, and the fact that they kind of like put faith in me to represent their brand on social media, even though I'm a fucking 900 rated, you know, MA one player, like I'm not a pro, but I think, uh, you know, that was, there's another piece of like building confidence through disc golf there. Like, um, there's a lot more people that throw like me than throw like Ricky. So to have a review from me is worth it. Right. Like I had right, to, yeah. I like, like I had to like remind myself that. And like y y your opinion is valuable. And yeah. 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 yeah like a lot of people are going to want to throw a clash and, but not have an opportunity right now, but they're curious and their arms probably more like mine than you know, so Eric um, Oakley. Yeah, right. yeah. Then Eric Oakley, right? The way that he throws a um, spice <laughs> looks awesome, and then you get one in your hand, it probably won't look quite like that. But if you see yeah. me throw it, you might have a better idea of like what you're getting yourself into. And if you, if you um, really need it or not, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I really need the spice. It's like <laughs> I love that's that's been a really really fun one. But I uh, I'm throwing a ginger too, which. The ginger is was immediately replaced my sexy bird. It's just like a it's like a sexton firebird. Um, gotcha. It's money, but they're they're similar. I'm pushing the felon a little bit further. It's has a tiny bit of turn, but anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. So when Clash offered me the opportunity to be on their Team USA this year, like I just thought it was so cool. It was kind of one of those things that was weird. I felt like sort of like imposter syndrome, like. Oh, like real? Like, uh, yeah, like I get to do. <laughs> Are this, they like, fucking why? with me? <laughs> and then, and then, like you know, today my first tournament of the year, and I wore my team clash hoodie. And like, as soon as I got there, one of my boys was like, "Big time, sponsored by Clash." And I'm like, <laughs> "Shit, I really got something. Like, I got a reputation. You gotta it. win now, fuck, yeah, dude." It was, and it's like definitely pressure, uh, or yeah. it was kind of like a little bit of pressure, but also like, there's they have basically told me too and I, apparently they've told their like whole pro team this like open bag don't throw our shit if you don't want to like if you step up to a t-pad and there's not a clash disc in your bag that you want to throw you want to throw something else then it's because we got a problem so like let's work on that together so that's really cool that is really cool. i yeah. throw their stuff 
off of probably 85% of my shots. The only one thing is like I throw a rhino or now a slammer a lot, just a really overstable putter. And I don't have a, one of those from class yet. So hopefully it's coming soon, but all right. Hey. That's uh yeah. You gotta, they gotta do it now. You, you put it in the into almond. The yeah. I'm saying <laughs> that'd be so cool if they named it the almond. That would be sick. Then I'd really, uh, so, then I'd really be getting confidence, dude. All right. <laughs> uh, so, what's your favorite disc from their lineup? The um, almonds, bro. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry. Al- I didn't tell you guys. I, 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 I'm not supposed to leak this, but it is on the way. The almond is on the way. It's my favorite disc <laughs> that I've ever thrown. If they hear this, then. Oh, you fucked. Yep. Off the how team. many? <laughs> how many other Clash guys are doing interviews like this, talking all cool? You have to make right. it for me. It's like, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's been changing. Right now, I think it's the soda. It's um, okay. Understable, Understable. Fairway driver, and I've just been, I've been throwing the soda a lot, and I never really threw a whole lot of understable stuff. But this thing's just really workable. And it's got a low reliable fade back. So it's just not like I, I think when I've tried to throw over understable stuff before, it just flips over on me and I'm like, I can't do this. Right. But this yeah. one feels comfy. Yeah, you can flip it without it diving yeah. into the dirt. And I I've been throwing forehand shots with it too. And that's something that I never ever did. I only ever really threw like a firebird or a wraith mm-hmm. or like an overstable um mid-range. I would throw those forehand the rhinos a lot but i never threw anything <clears throat> understable and had that shot in my bag that's you're throwing forehand to get left you know what i mean mm-hmm. right like, oh, that shot was always i'm throwing backhand but there might be a tree at this point in the fairway that you need to flex past and now still mm-hmm. get some of that reliable fade the soda's doing mm-hmm. that for me i mean i just released that thing flat and let it so that's probably okay. my favorite at the moment yep So that. you want to create a five mold bag with all clash discs that you could give to anybody to, and they, they, you know, have, have everything that they would need. Beginners. Right. Pro. Um, I would go start. I would go with a popcorn for the putter. Um, I'm really digging that one for throwing and putting uh, between the two plastics. I think a lot of it's getting really good reviews. A lot of other people like it as well. So go with that one. Go with the mint for your your overstable approach disc. Um, that one's similar to like a zone or maybe like kind of like a harp. Um, and then let's go with a berry. Let's let's be is, honest. Then it's a zone clone. <laughs> I've heard people say it feels like a beaten um, harp. Okay, so that's what. Uh, but a harp is a zone clone, so I mean, uh, is it a Toro? What's a Toro? Everything I mean, is just, a clone yeah. of something else. Yeah, I know. I'm just fucking around. Sorry. Yeah, it's that. It's that fucking disc. It's that yeah, it really four is. speed disc that everybody has to have in their bag. Every single yeah. every single person. Uh, but yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then, no, but you're right. You're you're definitely right. Um. But I, was no, I, throw, I throw harps too interchangeable. But you need so. it. That's a that's a mold that or that's like a type of disc that I think is very useful. So I'm gonna give you the popcorn, I'm gonna give you the mint, I'm gonna give you the berry, which is I think a pretty neutral mid-range. It's like a five speed, five, five, yeah. negative one, one. 
Buzz numbers. Buzz numbers. Is that one, two, three? Oh, I got two more. Cool. Perfect. I wanted two more. <laughs> I'm going to do the, <laughs> the cookie is a seven speed. So a fairway driver. Um, it's got a little bit of fade to it, but it's not super beefy. And that one, that plastic dude is super torque resistant. So you can throw that thing forehand as well and not flip it over. And then okay. finally, we'll go with the ginger. You need a overstable driver as well. Okay. So, what the speed ginger. is that guy? Or like what? Nine be? speed. So nine, we're gonna go <clears throat> nine speed ginger, seven speed cookie, five speed berry, four speed mint, three speed popcorn. That's your five clash disc bag, and you could dominate any course with those discs. Yeah. Thank me later. Was- that was super tight and like professional. Yeah, one one take yeah, that right well there. Done. Right. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> uh, who is your favorite uh, right skater? We... But I'm sorry, I, that was a question I came up with. Uh, who, who's your favorite Just now? Uh, pro, pro skater? Right now, like, like back be... in the day, not, not uh, now. Like I mean, I, I don't really follow as much as I both. as I did. Give so. us both. Yeah, if if you have. If you still my follow. favorite skateboarding thing to follow now just is Thrasher's Instagram. Um, there are so many, I don't even know their names, dude, because I don't keep up with it as much, but I still follow, I still like to watch the shit, man. It's just it's right. impressive, dude. Um back in the so yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I can't really keep up. Like I I thought Nigel Houston was still like a kid. And right. I saw him <laughs> recently and I was like, oh, this dude will kick my ass. Oh my God. Um, so I don't really know a whole lot of new skateboarders, but I still love to follow the Thrasher page. I still follow, I think, like S skateboarding. So like the ES, like the shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back in the day, my the loyalty thing, being from Baltimore, I loved Bucky Lassick. He was okay. like so sick okay. to me. I also got to meet him. He was super, super nice to me and stuff. But, um, but really, who my favorite skater was Tom Penny. That guy was so crazy, dude. He was just so cool, and I thought he was so cool because he was like so mysterious. There was always like this shit, like was like be like Tom Penny disappeared, and then all of a sudden this video part would come out, and it's just like him skating like mini ramps in a warehouse in France, and there's just like <laughs> French classical music playing like really, really loud in a warehouse so it's like all echoey and really eerie and it's just like tom penny in the baggiest fucking pants and a beanie all right well, i have anyway. to i have something to watch after this thank oh, you oh dude it's so that. cool yeah. yeah literally probably could like youtube like tom penny france warehouse and you'll find those vids all right i'm gonna have to do it yeah because <laughs> I, I i don't i don't have any idea of what i like i know i don't know who he is but like tom I, penny I, yeah, I can think. I can can't remember. Fuck, terrible people and names. He and was on like the flip things. team back oh, in the okay. day. Remember yeah. when like he was like on the flip team when like Jeff Rowley was really really killing it and gotcha. um, like I guess like right before it kind of got like flip kind of switch, switched over to like the Arto Sari Ali Bulyala sort of era. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think we're, uh, we're our our big skateboarding era was a little bit behind yours. Like we uh, okay. knew Tom Penny, but it's not bit. like the ones we were watching. 
Yeah, right. I went like our flip team. Yeah, was like the the all the newer kids and the no, it, like it was kind of getting past like the baggy clothing wasn't it anymore okay, for yeah, skateboarders. Yeah. So yeah, that's when like what the piss drunks came through and it was like Eric Ellington crew mm -hmm. and yep. like yep. Andrew. No, Andrew Reynolds. Where who did he skate for? Did he skate for? Mm -hmm. Oh, Baker. Yeah, yeah he went Baker. To, he went to Baker after like the Birdhouse era. Mm -hmm. So. I, you know, I guess I'm a wealth of knowledge in the skateboarding realm too. If we're talking Fuck 90s, yeah. 2000s, <laughs> but like that's perfect. That's like I'm sure that like, a ton of people fell off <laughs> right after that time because we all broke ourselves and couldn't, couldn't continue that. <laughs> right. Yeah, You're I feel like, like that's like a general anymore. movement, and I feel like so many skateboarders just just switch right into that disc golf life just because it's. I don't know. I get a lot of like the same vibes. You're outdoors. Yeah. You're like, there's community to it. Uh, it's a lot of the same vibes. Yeah. Yeah. You're just chilling with friends competing, but not necessarily competing against them. Like you want to see them land that trick or you want to see them lace the drive just as much as you want to land that trick or you want to lace that drive. Yeah. Seriously. There is a lot of camaraderie in it. And, but at the same time, I think it's like, you know, with skateboarding, you get a lot of maybe misfits that come together, right? A lot of kind of oddballs or whatever from, and I think a lot of us, when we we're talking about that experience, we were younger, right? So it's like kind of kids. It doesn't really, you just seem like all different kids from different, you know, sure. oddball. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's not like a team whatever. sport. Yeah. You, you could do take anybody. And they so be a you all, you all might have some like little demons and shit, something that you're, you know, something yeah. inside you that makes you like that test, that constant test of mm -hmm. landing the trick. Or now it's like lacing the line every on all 18 holes. Because like you said, Eric, I'm, and I said it before, like I'm going out trying to throw my PR every round. And like, yep. as soon as it's not necessarily great, but like, you know, there's some courses where hole one, as soon as you miss the bird or whatever, you're like, oh, yep. fuck. It's like, this round's fucked. Like, damn Yeah, it. well, this <laughs> round's done. <laughs> yeah, it's I'll like... Say, I, I more, I go out and I just aim to have those shots that keep, you know, that keep me coming to the next one. Like, I want to shoot a great yeah. score, but I want to, you know, I want to make, like, the 80-foot jumper for par or whatever. Or the, oh, hell yeah. Or the amazing scramble shot, you know, from, from someplace, you know, this, I've played this course hundreds of times and I've never landed here. I want to scramble from there is what, like, is what keeps me going. But I like, I, I mean, I want to get my highest score, but. Yeah, I think that, I think what you're talking about becomes the goal or game for me after. I uh, after one. One. you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's like a side mission. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like I, you have I'm, your not gonna, uh, I'm not going to complete did. the campaign this time around, but yep. uh, at least yeah. I got a couple side missions, like throwing this forehand flex line to save a par. Yep. Exactly. And tap it in and go happy with par. And people are like, <laughs> and I'm like, no, seriously, fuck yeah, I am happy with our good job. Okay, talk yourself back <laughs> into it, dude. Let's get back into it. Right, like, like yeah. it's okay. Just, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's a, a lot yeah. of self-talk. <laughs> Seriously, man. So at our local doubles league, uh, we have a lot of beginners, like a lot of people who've only played for, you know, two months or a lot of people who are just kind of like, 
they'll show up once a month and we, you know, you really don't see them out on the course. And so they're always like afraid to do doubles and when they come out. And if I get them as a partner, I always tell them, I said, no matter where we land, we're going to make that putt. I don't care if we hit the first available and we're behind the tee pad, we're going to make that putt. And that's like, just like, kind of like the mentality I try to like mm. bust into them. It's just like, you can make, you can make it like, it doesn't matter. I mean, and yeah. if you don't, if you miss then we'll make that one. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, run it. Run it every time. Confidence in yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think too, like doubles is the absolute best way to get started in disc golf, to get started playing. Because it it's gives scary, you scary, but it is. And I, and that's yeah. what my next part was gonna be is like, but man, is it tough to to step into the arena for the first time? You know what I mean? Sure. Because because you know, these are kind of like tight knit communities. So you show up to a thing where like it's 30 guys and then they're like all right, bring it in. And everybody's kind of like, cool, yeah. Right. And you're saying they're like, Fuck, probably, I want like, like, like half to three quarters of those guys all know each other already, yeah. too. Yeah, like, totally. And then you show up. But, you know, I did, I definitely did that at first. And I already, you know, knew some of the guys. But I remember one round I played with a guy and he was definitely the A player and I was a B player. And he told me, um, like, straight out of the gate, he's like, don't say sorry to me. And I was like, yep. Huh? And he was like, don't apologize for any shots today. And I was like, okay. And like three times I was like, like I was yeah. about to be like, sorry, dude. And it was like, uh, it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. Yeah. We're here for uh-huh. fun. Monday night doubles and, is for fun. And all they want, I, all people want you to do, as long as you can show that you're trying, you know, if you just yeah. like give up and don't even try, of course they're going to be mad at you. But if you can, yeah. if they can see that you are trying, they don't, they don't care. Yeah, right. no, they don't. I played today. They're not out there to make it rich. In in the tournament most I played people. today. <laughs> most Go ahead, people, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I'm saying those like 80 bucks you win at. Uh, oh, it's huge. Local doubles, <laughs> like, if that, if that, right? That's yeah. only in the summertime. Shit. Mm-hmm. But um, today I'm playing MA1, so uh, tournament split into two days. So it was like the pro and – um and ma1 so actually andrew fish was at the tournament today which is kind of cool because like oh yeah he throws for disc grab fuck yeah Yeah, i got i got a a disc signed by him and stuff it was kind of nerdy of me but it was cool like that's the thing i thought it's so uh, okay though i'm sure that like anytime they they probably think it's awesome that people fan out over them you know he's like eating a sandwich like at lunch break and i'm like i see his little disc set up and i'm just like huh hey man how's it going yeah no biggie i think i'll grab one of these i'll just have you sign it if you don't care and he's just like yeah i'll sign it i'm like okay cool. so second person that if you want to be best friends with them yeah, bring sandwich. A sandwich dude i didn't give him the sandwich he he was prepared he brought All this right, one well, it, it'll work either way yeah yeah but i bet but, um, if you offered him a sandwich he'd be like yeah you yeah. take that sandwich. <laughs> if you offered me a sandwich i'm probably gonna take it <laughs> pending i mean what lunch meat we're talking about but um but back to the original point is right. i had a guy on my card who was like as soon as we got to the first tea pad he's like i just want to let you all know now i meant to sign up for yesterday and I accidentally signed up for today. I shouldn't be playing with men of your caliber. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, bro, seriously, John, you said, I'm like, John, don't do that, man. I'm like, 
we are just chilling. He's like, okay, I promise I won't hold you guys up. And I'm like, dude, you better not be rushing because like, I only get one chance today. Like it's cool. But um, it was funny. It was just funny because I remember kind of being in his shoes. And now that I'm on the other side, now that I've kind of been in the community for a while and I recognize the, like the importance to make people feel comfortable because I recognize how good this guy has been for me. Like let's, you know, there is really, it's kind of growing the sport is kind of funny, right? Because it does mean that your courses are going to be busier and yada, yada. But, dude, I wish I'd have found it sooner. So I want to show other people. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this guy, John, was like, he said, I usually pet, play MP50, blah, blah. So he's an older guy, but he was so cool. He calmed me down a couple times. It was like right. so cool. That's like, awesome. Hey, brother. Just let it ride. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, John. I should just let it ride. You're right, dude. Talk, tell me something else. Like, let's walk away and have a combo. He was cool like, shit. Like, John, let's be best friends. Can you just let's let's just quit? He let's just go be told friends. Me, he actually told me he was like, as we we're playing, he's like, You guys ever heard of Tony Robbins? And I'm I'm like, like the inspirational, the motivational speaker. And he's like, Yep. And I'm like, Yeah, I've I've heard of him. And he's like, Yeah, I used to write for him. I used to be uh I used to be his life coach and i was like no shit he's like yeah you know zig ziglar and i'm like yeah like the old like television guy or whatever and, uh, i don't really know it was he was like a television salesman or something i think he's yeah. like yep yeah i used to write for him i was a life coach for him and all this i'm like damn that's cool he's like so he was telling me that's why he was like helping me like bringing me back he's like yeah. yes i i do this for a living man i'm just an inspiration or i'm just like a motivational coach and I'm like, I was, being, I was like, still kind of like in my little pissed off head, but I was also like having fun with him. And I'm like, cool, dude. Well, I'm usually used to like CT Fletcher or something, so you're gonna need to like kick it into high gear. And I don't know if you know who CT Fletcher is, but he's like this uh, super super aggressive bodybuilder who's had like oh, three heart transplants, but he's still like still <laughs> going for it. <laughs> He like screams at his muscles and he's like, grow motherfucker. (laughs) All this type of stuff. So I told him like, that's the motivational speaking I like. And he got a huge kick out of it. And yeah, me and John, we had a connection out there today. He was cool. That's awesome, dude. And that is literally the best part of disc golf too. It's like (laughs) the randomness of like, you could just make a friend on any fucking given day. If you put yourself out there. Yeah, dude. I think he we uh he followed me on Instagram now too. So like me and John are probably gonna keep in touch a little bit, you know. I mean, right. he sounds like a cool guy. Yeah, he was cool, man. Honestly. He was cool. I seriously might hit him up sometime and be like, let's talk a little bit. Like, teach me about my way of thinking. You know what I mean? Right, like, like he actually did this shit. Like, and I this is something that like I wanna I'm always probably has to put a lot, yeah, he's put a lot of thought to life and the motivations behind it that's got to be a really wildly interesting job right you could like, have some conversations with this guy i could just tell <laughs> pick that guy's brain something in it yeah you can just see something in that guy's face he's had conversations that have pierced the veil you know what i mean right yeah he has been he's been to the other side and he came back to teach us about it maybe i don't know uh, i mean if we talk to him more, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll get him on this podcast. 
Yeah, I'm gonna do it. All right. Well, I don't, uh, we'll we'll hit him up on Instagram and see if he wants to. John, <laughs> John, you're always welcome. We always said anybody who's thrown a disc can be on. Yep. Uh, so. John threw some discs today. I seen it. How do you play? Uh, you know, I mean, his score wasn't didn't look great. His scorecard didn't look great, but once again, it, he was. He was playing he's having fun game. though, right? Yeah, he's playing. Dude, he had a couple sick putts. He was putting with a birdie, you know. All the, right. Yeah, those big old like yeah. yeah. And he had this really cool putt where he would like pull it up like this. And I was waiting for him to just throw it into the basket every time. Because he would go. And he would go like this Annie, <laughs> this Annie putt with the big birdie lid. And uh he was all over the basket. Um, but he had he sunk a couple from far away. And yeah, he was cool to play with. So it was fun. That sounds really cool, though. I, I, uh, sounds like a cool uncle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uncle John. Yeah. Always, oh, my gosh. Who All can right. Let's have Uncle John on the show. Reel you back in. He can always <laughs> reel you back in. You got you, your girl broke up with you. You better call Uncle John. He's going to put you on some <laughs> game real quick. <laughs> Lost your job. Why don't you call Uncle John? Call Uncle John. I bet you he's got a couple prospects for you. We got a brand for him, man. <laughs> like, happy with why John. is he writing for other people? He should be the fucking face of the operation. You need a facilitator? Or call Uncle John. <laughs> you know, I also, side note, I also have done, I've, this is actually real. Um, I've done some uh, radio commercials. So okay. me and my, me and my brother-in-law who, I don't know why I'm telling you this right now. I'm just bragging. But uh, <laughs> me and my brother-in-law, who used to make music together all the time, he opened up a studio, um, and we we like just get in there and fuck around and make some music and stuff sometimes. But we got yeah. on this kick where we were like, "Dude, we should make radio jingles." So we started hitting up some local businesses, and we got uh, this. Uh, Would you like and make air- the jingle before and then hit them up, or what? Oh, okay, nope. We hit were just like for the jingle. We were just gotcha. hitting them up, and we were just telling them like. We made this template email and we were like, look, we've done a lot of radio jingles. We're pros at this shit. We have all of this, like, all of this sound engineering experience. The studio is on Main Street. Like, there's actually a brick and mortar studio. So, like, there was a lot of proof there that we were professional enough, but never right. fucking wrote a jingle ever. I mean, like, just rap songs and shit at that, by that. Um, anyway. This heating and air conditioning company was actually like, yeah, cool. You can do a commercial for us. So they send us this uh, sort of like this loose script. And they're like, use this script, go back and forth like it's two friends. And the one friend is telling another friend how I got this awesome job offer recently. And I just started. It's great. And So I went in there and I was like, man, this shit's kind of whack, bro. This back and forth thing. Like it feels too forced. Like one take Tony's in the building. Turn that mic on. Get this shit hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I just hit him with this. Uh, one of my favorite things ever is the Italian accent because it's never racist. Like anybody can do an Italian accent. You're yeah. just good to go. Right. Um, so I hit this like, and it's not even really Italian. It's just like that Sopranos, you know, yeah. hey, let me yeah. tell you something, buddy. So yeah. I do this thing where it's like, um, I just do this Italian accent and basically talk about this job. And uh, it played on the radio. It was fucking hilarious. Just me, like. <laughs> 
Hey, my name's Tony, and I'm not here to sell you a pizza. I just got to tell you about the greatest new job that I landed. And I, and I just go in <laughs> this, this spiel about, I got a job with four-day work weeks and benefits and paid time off. And they ran it on the radio around here. It was so funny. So if you're listening to this right now, that means that you're into podcasts, radio, and maybe even commercials. If you and need podcast, cooling companies. <laughs> If his and voice yeah, sounds if, familiar, it's because he's famous. Yep, yep. I'm Tony, the heating and air conditioning guy from Cecil County, Maryland. You know, if <laughs> if you would have just come on the show with that that persona and that that whole vibe, you would have bought it. I, I, it sounds pretty real. I, I wouldn't guess, have. I wouldn't have questioned you. Uh, I get caught in it sometimes, and like I just <laughs> fucking can't. I can't stop. My girl's can't like, turn it off. All right, it, it was funny. Now nah, quit. And I'm like, look, baby, we got to fucking figure something out here. I'm we got to figure something here. out. Like, this is me now. Is there not a common ground? Does a confused <laughs> man not deserve a resolution? She's like, what? Oh, Did you hear it on the radio? Like, Oh, yeah. I, used to, I listened to that station religiously for weeks, dude. Every time I heard it, I was like Snapchatting. I'm like, yo, you hear this? Listen. Turning my radio off all out. Like, that's uh, fucking me. That's me, baby. It'd be like all staticky. My friend would be like, no, what was it? I'm like, fuck, it was me. It was me. I was on the classic, like the Goldie, uh, classic gold station or whatever, like based out of Habit of Grace. You know, it only has service for like a 30 mile radius, dude, but it was me. But that's me. <laughs> that's sick, though. I put yeah, that on the resume. Like... Funny. I'm saying, dude, I'm just, uh, I'm everywhere. That's why I'm not limiting myself to clothing. I'm going to do podcasts. I'm going to do commercials. That's it, man. I want to do visual commercials on television and YouTube. There you go. <laughs> you got it. What did you say oh, earlier? Something about uh, got a good look for radio? I think I got a good look for radio. Yeah. We, got, we got the looks. We got the looks. I got a good look for radio. I'm basically a total package. And I'm seasoned. I'm 36 years old. I've been through it. I'm, we can cut the bullshit immediately. That's right. You've done music now. You've done commercials. You've done podcasts. You've, done, you've been the interviewer, too. Yeah, and I've been the interviewer. So I'm just, I'm sick of this. Give me the next, uh, next, what's, what's next? game. What's next? I don't know. What's you tell me. You just gotta get a mic Fuck. and uh, watch the watch the videos of AJ Risley doing interviews at uh what was it? I think it's at DDO yeah. either last year or the year before that. You just gotta do stuff like that. What's, <laughs> is he, what's he doing? What is he being just like, asking uh, goofy questions? Okay. <laughs> just oh yeah. Hey Eric, I have, a, I have a goofy question. This is a good okay. transition. Perfect. Good job. All right. Sorry, I got excited because, like, I, I just I never remember this kind of stuff. Anybody ever tell you, you kind of look like Simon Kyle? No, <laughs> kind of got a Simon. You kind of got a little Simon slash Eagle thing going on right now, dude. Thank you got you. the complexion I... of Simon, but the glasses and the hair sweep, you got a little Eagle thing going on. Gotcha. Sorry, that was just a random. No, thought. I, I, thanks. <laughs> uh, you're good. My eyes getting small. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a. This is the big, you know, most important question of the show. 
uh, weird. Do you think fish get thirsty? Huh. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, I think they do. Yeah. I think yeah. they could. No, they don't. <laughs> Drinking is probably a part of their just being, right? I mean, they have to, um, I don't know. I don't it's know. A, it's that a tough is, question, right? That's <laughs> a really good one. I feel really dumb for having even put that thought process out loud for a second. Well, fish pee, right? Do fish uh, pee? I know they poop. Fish... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know they poop. So fish pee, they would have to goes drink. in their mouth. I mean, all water technically has fish piss in it. Piss in it, really. Yeah. If all it water? Up, it, all water. <laughs> Had at some point. All water has fish piss. It did have piss in it. It still has piss in it. Well, (laughs) why do you think good water tastes good? They didn't remove the piss. (laughs) They left in the piss. All right, that's what we're getting. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Did you Google it? Do you know the answer? Do they get thirsty? There's no answer. No, nope, ah, we definitely Google it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't even know if I what I think about that one. It I think probably, they don't. It was, you know, it was like probably three minutes of, of looking things up. It was, I want to know more. <laughs> I got a buddy. Right. I got a buddy that's a big fish guy. He's got like a couple <sighs> aquariums. I'm going to ask him that and see what his face does. <laughs> He's, it, it probably blows his mind. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> and then he'll never look bro, at his fish the bro, same way again. What did you just ask me? <laughs> right, like, like how the fuck high are you, bro? Like, get out! Like, get out of here! That's a good one. That was a good question. Thank you. I, I tried. I tried pretty hard. <laughs> Eric, do you have any more questions? Yeah, uh, and. Honor of the show, what is your biggest oh no moment on the disc golf course? I always have to hear about those stories. Oh, I had oh, a God, giant oh no. Somber. Say that again. Oh, my face went somber. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, like, oh no. You're like, yeah, oh, God. I, have a, I have an oh no moment that's just super, super fresh to me. It was today. I mean, and it was re- it was a really oh no moment because it was so so dumb. It was so dumb. Um, Those are the best ones. Uh, so dumb. Second round, we I started on hole nine. So I literally, we just played the back nine and then we just played the front. And um, I got through the back nine. The back nine is kind of, I would say, maybe it's slightly more difficult. And I got through it even. Um, so I was feeling pretty good on the front. I don't, I've been doing a thing where I'm not looking at scores lately, but I... Uh, I like to text my girl and, you know, cause she's at home with our son. I'll, I'll just look at Facebook and shit still. Um, cause it just makes me feel like I'm just being like casual. Right. Um, right. And I'm texting one of my buddies who played yesterday and he was like, bro, you're playing pretty hot. Like hang in there. And I was like, Oh shit, dude, sick. Thank you. And my immediate reaction was like, don't fucking look. But I did. I immediately <laughs> looked and I was slam that panic button. <laughs> yeah. And I was uh, tied for third place, which was a pretty big deal to me because last year I threw plus 19 on this tournament. I think I finished in like next to last place um, this year. I'm playing a division up. So it was just 
I was pretty proud of myself and I was feeling really good because I realized like, oh shit, I'm even right now. There's still a couple birdie holes. Anyway, the oh no moment happens like right after I'm like, cool, this is cool. I only got a couple more holes. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. I walk up to this hole that's got the, these two Mando trees, like literally 15 feet in front of the in front of the tee pad. And they're probably 12 to 15 feet wide. And it's only the left tree that's a Mando. First round, I got through there, no problem. Second round, I hit that right tree and kicked far left. Oh. And I'm like, shit. And I walk up to my lie and I'm like, and I throw this sick forehand that flexes out and gets down near the basket, has like a jump putt. And I start walking to it and I'm all excited and I see a bunch of people like staring at me and I'm like, and I pull my one like earpod out, earpod out. I'm like, what the fuck? What's up? And they're like, what's up? And they like keep on walking. I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn around and the guys at my, at the teapad are like, you didn't throw through the Mando. And I didn't. I just walked up to my line and I was like so bummed out that I just hit that early tree that I didn't try to throw around that Mando. I just like lined it up and I chucked this great shot and was kind of happy. And then I was like, oh, no. Damn. That's rough. So, yeah, so I had to go back to my lie that bounced off of the tree and now throw a my four shot because that was my second shot. I missed the Mando. So now yeah. I have to get the Mando. So I proceed to take a triple bogey on that hole and drop from third place to 10th place. And then the next hole is a birdie hole. And I ended up bogeying that just cause I was so in my head, yeah, but that right. was my, that's, that's like the biggest Oh no moment I can think of. Um, and it's super Oh no, because it's like, I didn't throw a bad shot. I just, I totally just, brain. Yeah, it was course. just like, right. Yep. I got caught up in my own shit for didn't just kind of, Take your time. Take a breath. Yeah, I just, just didn't. I just walked up to that lie immediately and was like, I wouldn't say like, because once again, I don't really ever feel like I'm playing against other people. I'm, I'm feeling, I feel like I'm playing against scores because I could even throw my right. best round there ever and still not win. Right. But like, mm -hmm. this is just like, oh no. Oh no. I need <laughs> to take it. I need to take a second. That's like, that's a pretty dumb one. No, I'll just tiny little mistakes that it's like, fun. It's kind of funny. Fuck. What are you doing? It's kind of funny, like afterwards, but in the moment, it's like, you know, that 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 gets to me because I you can you can make up all these scenarios of how it could have played out and stuff, right. and then you're feeling disappointed in yourself. But at the same time, too, it's like the thing that I can tell myself afterwards is fuck man you had an oh no moment and what you could have done differently was taken a breath and sort of gathered yourself because it's a tournament right you got the freedom to take some time right. i'm definitely mm -hmm. not nico locas out right. here <laughs> <laughs> like it like that. that was a good plug yeah. <laughs> like nico is the reason why i found clash i'm a big nico fan um but yeah that was that one was silly so that's my oh no moment but you can that's also look back moment. on it oh, good and you were really only about two holes away from placing in in Am One. It for your was the first time in Am One, or no? I actually played. Um, I played Ma One like two or three times now. Okay. I well, won still, in like... Yeah, I, it was like 
Yeah, I think what you're getting to is uh, is a really good point and something that I had to remind myself is like, I did make a really dumb mistake and it definitely did cost me. But if I wouldn't have made, aside from that, rather not to say if I wouldn't, if I could have, yeah. aside from uh -huh. that mistake, I played some pretty solid golf today yeah. in one really, hole. really cold weather on one of the toughest courses like around here. Like it's real old school. So everything's par three, everything's super wooded, still shot above my rating. There's always something to be, you know, even if you score bad, like you were saying, Eric, you, you keep chasing those shots. Those, yep. you know, there's always a good takeaway. You I always feel like I learn the most when I fuck up. Like, so hard, hard lessons. Yeah. Like uh, a tough lesson like that. You probably next time will take that second because isn't that a parallel that to real life too? Seriously though. Like, it's, it's such a parallel all, to real life. Like yeah. some of the most important lessons that I've learned in life were by going through something that sucked, you know, right. learning a hard lesson are the, are the ones that, that really stick with you. <laughs> Seriously in the moment, they're, they're fucking terrible, but like, and it makes you better on the other side and it makes you, you know, on the disc golf course, whether it be you get better at throwing shots or you get better at handling the bad shots. You know what I mean? Because nobody wants to play with a bomber. No. And I don't want to be a bomber. Exactly. People, people don't inherently want to be bombers, but some of us. It just happens more, for some people. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Some people are just more vocal about it. And, yeah. you know, back to the Nico thing, just like a quick <laughs> right. one on him is like one of the reasons why I'm a fan of his is because like I can relate with that, dude. Like yeah. when he gets pissed off and has those meltdowns, dude, it's fucking hilarious. I love it. I like watching it. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, but there's also, a part, there's also a part of me that's pulling for him, you know, that's like, you fucking get it next time, buddy. Right. And he's just so, it's passion is really. Yeah. We both, me and you both, both think the passion. It, it's, it's nice when it's on display like yeah. it is with him. Just yeah. Right on the surface. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, and it's, I think two disc golf can help you get better at that. Uh, kind of funny because, you know, he's been playing for so long and still struggles with it. But imagine if he didn't have an out. I just, I think this because I think for myself, what if I didn't have a, the outlet like disc golf to like test myself in those ways and, you know, be pissed off sometimes, but then get in the car ride home and, and you think about it and you put your shitty problem on a disc golf course in perspective. You know, I've been kind of chit chatting with Chandler Fry recently and he just did the trip to Uganda. And one of the things that he talked about in his mental health Monday, as soon as he got back was like the perspective thing and just mm -hmm. like how stoked these kids were on everything that they had and how in America, unfortunately and probably in a lot of other places i'm not super you know i'm not super worldly just a fucking maryland boy but you know we definitely see this trend of just consumerism and mm -hmm. people just want more and they're not happy with what they have and i can admit that i you know i want to buy all the fucking halo discs even though right. i don't need them and stuff you know what i mean yeah, like to exactly. an extent like i can relate with that but um and that's going, you know, way bigger picture. But yeah, just on the disc golf course, man, get content with where you are. You just fucking bang the tree. God damn, that sucks. It's just like you did you know, when you were, I don't know, missing 
hitting a kickflip for the 5,000th time, you know? Yeah, dude. Like, it's all, it's all learning. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. Putting yourself through it. Stepping into the ring or into the arena. That's something that I heard at some point, probably through one of those bodybuilding motivational speakers but like stepping into the arena into the arena it sounds like john actually john john cena oh uncle john uh, yeah uncle john yeah uncle john might have told me but yeah it's like uh you know that's a badass thing you know you can take pride in that and just stepping into the arena man if you if you step up every time there's some people that don't you know that that quit there's some people that give up don't do don't give up just keep yeah, keep stepping into the arena. So, man. Unless you really suck and never get better, dude, you should probably find a new hobby. I mean, <laughs> but if you're having fun, it can't be good. Just put it a little asterisk. Just put a little asterisk. Yeah. It's like this guy's like, I love boxing. He's like, oh, and fifty-eight. Right. He's just getting his ass kicked. Like, dude, quit stepping into the arena, man. Play chess. <laughs> you suck at know. boxing. After, after losing 58 boxing matches, I don't know if chess will be the best thing for him either. Yeah. Knock around a little bit. True <laughs> that. Get an Nintendo He's Switch. Suck at chess. <laughs> he doesn't he just never comprehends chess. He just sits on the other he just sits on the on the wooden crate on the other side of the uh-huh. linoleum chessboard and Franklin Square sounds like a place you might play chess. Franklin yeah. Square yeah. <laughs> drools, and you just keep checkmating him. Yep, <laughs> because of his failed boxing career. But you know what? He's having fun with chess. Oh, as long as you're having fun. fun. Yeah. But to go back to uh, why Nico is still so mad after having the outlet, I think when you're competing on such a high level as that and you know he was like top five in the world for a long time to now have to come like come to the fact of i'm not top five in the world but i still feel like i'm number one in the world because that's the one thing you hear from like any professional disc golfer i'm i'm the best one there is like i you know even scott stokely will say it. i'm playing still now because i believe i can be the best person in the world and so for nico to continue to compete on that level uh, I don't know. I think it would wreck my mental health if I yeah. if I was ever in that position. Yeah, well, and that's why I, another I'm glad that you brought it back to that because I do like to talk about the mental health stuff a lot. And I think, you know, another thing with the brand and what I'm trying to preach and something that I'm really living through is don't lower your standards, but reevaluate your expectations. And maybe Nico you know, in some aspects can start doing that for his game. And I'm sure he has a lot to offer. We're seeing it more and more with a lot of disc golfers, um, just like you do in other sports where they're running clinics or they're, you know, doing commentating or they're pushing these nonprofit organizations and they're being so involved and influential and making an impact in the sport, but not by necessarily competing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that Nico probably has that because if you ask a lot of people who have met him, they say he's a great guy. I mean, yeah. they say that he's like a really nice guy and he gives out discs and he spends time talking with people. And I can tell you, I talked to him a little bit and it was 
at Iron Hill after one of his rounds he was definitely not happy with. So, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of odd. Um, and also I really wanted to talk about mental health stuff with him. So I think I fucking weirded him out a little <laughs> oh, bit. Too. Okay. Cause I, cause like I said, I relate with him. I wanted, I'm like, I'm like, yo bro. I seen him putting. He goes up to the practice basket after round this motherfucker putted like a hundred discs and like, maybe not that many, but he putted like 50 discs in like eight minutes. <laughs> like he, could, he yeah. was yeah. and making every one of them. And I'm, sitting there thinking like same thing to everybody else is like why'd you take you so long on the course look at you dude you're crushing <laughs> it and while he's doing it he's mumble cussing maybe not he's mumbling to himself and i'm like yeah, probably me, that is me i turn into yeah. um what's his name uh joe pesci from home alone dude and i just get to oh. mumble cussing the universe when i so like i can relate with it and bro as soon as he kind of walked away you know i I kind of slid up. I had like a one of the West Side like Nico discs that I was throwing. I was like, "Hey, buddy, would you sign this for me?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah cool." And so I'm like, immediately like, "Hey, dude, I know this is kind of strange, but like, um, I really feel like I relate with you in like some of the mental health aspect stuff here, and I want to like talk to you about like I see you go over there and like do the putting and like how's it make you feel? Like I'm not trying to." Like I'm genuinely curious. Like, how's it make? Yeah, you genuinely wondering. Because, yeah. like, dude, for me, like, I feel like the same thing. And, as you. and, and you're went, like with him. You're taking your shot. So this is your shot. Yeah. You're taking it with him. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah. I just, I fucking know that I can make it. Like, I know that I can make those putts. And he kind of goes into this thing where he's just talking to himself, and I'm there. You know, he's just like, I fucking know I can make those putts. I putt more than anybody does. Da 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 da. And yeah. I'm like, this is wild. Like. His energy was he's polar. He's just a polarizing character because of all that passion and shit. Um, And I don't remember exactly what I was getting to, but they say he's a great guy, man. Yeah. He had, he was one of the only cats out there that had a whole booth set up next to his van and was selling merch and talking to people and everything. Mm -hmm. So like, um, I don't know. I think it's interesting to see somebody that's as, kind of out of control with their emotions as he is because it's like i'm pulling for him because i because of his passion and dedication the way that he carries himself remember that putty made at waco when he threw that like little anheuser mm-hmm. one really far away the first thing he did as soon as he hit it was turned around to the camera and was like let's go <laughs> he really feels like it's him against the world yeah. and like why like it's on his head it's so but crazy, i can tell it? you that like I kind of have that feeling sometimes and it's, you know, has nothing to do with disc golf. It's because of like my, like growing up, like there's this part of me that we all have totally different lives growing up and shit. Right. Like, and I'm not trying to be a like bummy by any means, but this is real for me. Like I come from a family that had like a really ugly divorce and like, I kind of had to become pretty independent from a young age. And Mm -hmm. I don't know a whole lot about Nico, but like, for some reason, I feel like you feel connected with him. I like, feel are, like, are you connection. my brother? Like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he just, Wait, are you my dad? Me, he's been through some shit. The guy's been through some shit, and yeah. that's why he feels this like, like desire to prove people wrong. And like, I don't know why, but like, I have that desire too. And I know the thing for me when I fail is the reason why I'm so pissed is because I fucking know that I can do that. I oh, know yeah. that I can do that, and I didn't do it. I didn't 
I didn't prove to everybody that I could do it. But really, like, nobody cares. A lot it's of on, times, it's nobody on, yeah, cares. It's like in your you head, get back not, to the parking lot, right. and your boys are like, what's up, bro? And you're like, what's up, man? And they're like, how'd you shoot? And I'm like, plus two. And they're like, oh, shit. I, I, I was three up today. And I'm like, word, damn. Like, nobody cares except for you, dude. So, like, you know, there's that perspective thing. Like, you can want it so bad, but also it's a game. And it's as big as you let it be like yeah yeah it's as big as you let it be then again i'm not playing for money i'm not playing to, to keep my van on the road right so, yeah he's it's easy to downplay some of that pressure i guess but, still. but yeah he he's definitely one of the more interesting players on tour just by like how close to the surface at any given moment everything is like holy <laughs> shit like yeah when he is when he's happy you know it and it's awesome and when he's pissed you know that and it's entertaining yeah i mean uh, i don't know uh, it'd be probably tough to be pretty friends with him you know i imagine like, it probably yeah yeah uh, just so I and he's up. just go ahead you keep going so I just wanted to bring up, uh, if anyone watched the James Conrad interview with Luke Humphreys. I didn't watch all of it. I've seen clips of it, though. Okay, so Jane, they bring up the James Conrad, like, rage monster bean. <laughs> yeah. And he started talking about how he needs to find a way to get it more under control. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, for... And, uh, I mean... I get what he's saying because he's like, they make that seem okay, but then it makes me feel like I can go farther and still be okay with it. And like, eventually it could snowball into something, something more. And it's just like, but it's so funny to hear him being like the least explosive person on tour saying like, yeah, I got to do better next time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's just a really, you know, it's always situational because we're humans and shit. Right. And then as soon as somebody has an impression of you, and as soon as you have this reputation for something, that's like, what's kind of expected out of you or accepted by you and stuff and such. And for James Conrad, I have a cool, I have a cool story about James Conrad, but from what I have gathered from around him, one of the guys that's in our local community, and I don't know, think I'll, I don't think he'll care for me telling this, but anyway, one of my, one of the guys that's pretty um, integral in our local community and is involved in stuff. He was actually James Conrad's roommate in college. So they went to college together. So every time James Conrad is in the area, he's hanging out with our buddy. That's awesome. And randomly you go to the course and from another hole, there's this tall guy with this bounce in his step and a ponytail. And you're like, Holy shit, James Conrad's here. So anyway, I've got Uh to, I've got to witness him in real life a couple of times. And he is just a super calm, cool, collected guy, right? Just everything that you see is really him. But when somebody gets pissed, no matter how calm they are, you can just feel it. Air, oh, yeah. Right? It's and, like attention. <laughs> yeah. And whether your pissed is super calm or your pissed is bigger, like for you, that's, that's something that is – you know, it's yours to own. So like him showing any emotion, dude, like what I would really love to be able to do. And I don't know how people do this. Is like when they throw a bad shot and they're just like, <laughs> and then and they move on. I'm like, 
I literally, my body wants to like convulse and shit. Like the more I want to hold it in, I'm like, like I have to be like, fuck. Like I have to. And James Conrad feels like he has to be like, and like gently kick a rock. But now, because that's even him showing his emotion, you know, he's probably like, mm-hmm. man, I don't want to do that. Right. So it seems really mean, small. And at match I play, would, I did actually hear James Conrad say fuck. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, 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 just putting it out there. I, that did happen. I feel I like it. he's at least swearing in his head. You know, like there's no matter how nice he is on the, on the, on the outside, I guarantee there's still swear words in his head. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. No because I mean, in his head. that guy's holding himself to a high standard as well. And can you imagine? And then, I mean, even since, can you fucking just imagine being him now? Like, God, it's gotta be so annoying. Like it's, after hitting it, the whole, how many so like, tough? Do you think he signed? Oh, I mean, I have no man. It's crazy. <laughs> I know when he came here, and it's like local community too. So like everybody loves him a little bit more just because right, they, yeah. we all know that he's like Eric's homie. Uh-huh. I mean, he just got hounded. And like, it's really cool. It's all love. But like, he's calling. He's like, Eric, I'm not coming back ever. <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, I know, uh, I know that is definitely a thing of like, like he came out to one of the beta tournaments and he was like, don't tell, don't tell anybody that like I'm going to be there. Like, right. I'm going to come and I'm going to support, but like, don't tell because I don't want it to be like a show, I guess, type of deal. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So like a lot of people didn't know he was there and then he showed up and it was, you know, surprised yeah. people, which is probably better because people were surprised and then they were, you know, didn't have this to run up to him with and all kinds of other yeah. shit. But yeah, I know like one of the larger disc golfers out there right now. So absolutely. It's, it's a different level. I feel like there's even different levels within the professionals of just like, uh, sure. yeah, different, like, I'm sure it, it like, I don't know, probably you could go grocery shopping and it'd be like, you know, run into somebody eventually, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, there's like a lot of pros that you expect to see on the leaderboards. There's a lot of pros that you expect to, you know, that are more influencers and stuff like that. And they, but they still can compete and they still do have, you know, hot rounds, but you're not necessarily seeing them in top 10 and, you know, regularly. And those are tears for sure. And, um, just the hounding that comes through, like some of them just have their marketing and shit so much better than that. And that's what makes them so much more popular. And and the other thing that I wonder too, I'm cool. I'm glad that we got to do this and I got to cuss a bunch and just totally be me because this is me and I don't want to offend anyone by cursing at all. But right. disc golf. But that's us. That's how you speak. Like, yeah, this is how I speak. And disc golf is this really cool sport that's for anyone, all ages. I definitely would never want to up. You know, I wouldn't want. I guess I wouldn't want like young kids like hearing me cussing and stuff. But I also think like it'd be cool if kids were wearing happy with cars stuff. Right. Uh, anyway, you know, to be a pro <clears throat> and to be in that place where you're in the public eye and you're putting on on social media and stuff like that. Um, basically what I was getting to is like, I'm glad that I can do this and that I can feel free to drop, you know, an F bomb maybe here and there, not because I think that's pretty or cool, but that's who I am. So if you ever do meet me in person, you're not like surprised, you know? Exactly. And I think like 
that's a lot to hold being a pro golfer. Like that's a lot to hold up. Like say for Nico. Well, that's not a good example because he's known for being a hothead, but right, say for James like, Conrad, he right. finishes up around and bogeyed out the last two holes and is pretty pissed and doesn't really want to talk to people. And, but immediately, especially in this era, bro, you better be nice. It's you better because be like, nice these- it, right. Cause like everything could go away real quick, bro. Like you better yeah. smile. Like, what are you doing? You you're real nice on, <laughs> you know, it's your job to kind of be nice, but now you're thrust into that job. It don't just end on the course. It could happen right. in the grocery store. It's like Eminem right. said, you know, at least let me eat when you see me half feeding my daughter or whatever. No, but for real, like, you know, uh, if I, you know, I don't know how, how I would, would handle that. Cause I know if somebody would came up to me today after I had my own moment and they were like, yo buddy, ha- I'm happy with par. I love happy with parking. So I'd be like, bro. And then, or, or just be like, Hey, talk to me about your mental health game too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm like, bro, I don't know. I don't know how to be better. Like I said to the guys on my card, I was like, um, like we were finishing up because I had those two bad holes and then it was, the last hole around the guy's like i was always like well good playing with you guys and i'm like oh. i adapt them up and i was like bro i i'm sorry and they were like it's cool man i was like nah it's not i'm in bed i was like i that was dumb and they were like that sucked man we're sorry that that happened to you and i'm like right. i'm sorry that i cussed even though i didn't like i went to, by myself i went to my bag walked over here was like fucking friend but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do that, but it is me. So it's an happy with par it's, it's a little bit of pressure, but like, it is a good thing, especially when you're like genuine about it, because then it's not as much pressure because you don't have to act. Yeah. I've always said, as I've been talking about this brand, like going back to the Instagram and all that, like this is my, this is as much for me as it, you know, anybody else that it helps. Cool, man cool i'm glad even if you just think it looks cool like awesome that thank you for appreciating the creative vision and if it helps you with disc golf shit just know that you're not alone you ain't the only one that kicks your own ass up and down the fairway like other people do it and just get better get better at it because you shouldn't you should be having fun that's it at the end of the day i mean as it's it it's that same thing we're like all right you missed the first hole all right well this round's fucked my, yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, all right, well, I'm going to have the most fun out of yeah. anyone here. Like, yeah. this is going to be the most fun round I've ever had. But, and if it's not, and if it's not, if it seems like next whole tree, next whole tree, like you could be like the universe fucking hates me. Or you can go what I try to do sometimes be like, oh, this is one of those mental, mental, um, like training rounds. Yeah. Like now what I do is just get through it without kicking my own ass the whole time like okay and then eventually if you think that in a after a couple throws you'll be back to not hitting trees every time and then your mind eventually (laughs) yeah it stops and it's interesting too how your mind will just slip into these modes like i forgot i was fucking pissed after i got that birdie dude cool hey i am so sorry that i mumble cussed the universe back there and they're like yeah so am i dude It's so difficult to like be easy on yourself. I like uh, we can talk about mental health all day, but yeah, gotta gotta be easy on yourself. (laughs) So, 
I think we've been talking for a long time. We probably should get ready. Uh, probably, uh, yeah. What do we got, Eric? So got, uh, um, anything else? All I want to know is what's your favorite uh, snack on the course. <laughs> and then I'll give um, then I'll give you a chance to plug everything. Today my snack was pistachios and dark chocolate cherry um kind bar. I thought you'd cool. been on those almonds. I, I don't I don't know. I had a sandwich at lunch. No, I don't have I didn't have almonds. I had pistachios. Just because the name of the disc thing. Sorry. Yeah, I got you. I know yeah. I got you, bro. I'm there. <laughs> and I'm trying and I was trying to be like, I, you know, I don't know why I didn't. Um <laughs> and then but, uh yeah, let everyone know where they can follow you and your journey and any other projects they could should keep their eyes out for. Yeah, hell yeah. Um so I'm mostly active on Instagram at happywithpar.dg. Uh, I have a website if you get on there, you think that the that the merchandise does look cool, go to happywithpar.com, pick you up a little something. Um, I'm on Facebook, Happy with Par, and I've got uh, YouTube, uh, Happy with Par. Um, yeah, so yeah, follow the journey. Like I said, I'm trying to just stay engaged with the community. If you got, you know, shit that you can teach me about disc golf and about the you know, the mental health journey that overlaps with it, like that's what I'm here for. So, um, and making friends. I appreciate chit chatting with you guys. This was super fun. Fuck yeah, dude. It, it, was, it was silly. Right back at you. It was uh it was a good time. <laughs> but that's that's what I was talking about too. Like my goal, I just want to make a bunch of friends around the country or like New Zealand, wherever, wherever the fuck yeah. we're talking to people. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's gonna um it's going to be good for all of us, you know, if we continue to, because I think too, like it's, it's an encouraging thing where whether or not, you know, as long as it's disc golf, as long as you're talking about disc golf and you're, and you're aiming, what disc golf is, is aiming to be a, a better version of yourself, right? Sort of like on the course. And I think yeah. it just naturally parallels. So um, you keep doing that. You keep aiming to be better. You keep meeting people that are aiming to be better. And it just makes a, a better community and then it gets a little bigger and it's better, better for society. And in the long run, if we're all just doing something that makes us happy and we're having fun, it's, going, we're, it's better for the world. Play it's disc good game, golf for right? world peace. It's a good game. End of the day, I think, playing a good fucking game. I think we have to end it on that because I think Let's, that is about yeah, the best, best way to end it. So thanks again for coming on and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Dude, yeah, so thank nice you guys. Great to meet you too. I'll holler at you when I come out for three or three open. Fuck yeah, dude. I'll be here. Peace.